There's not many things a holy man has hate for, other than maybe evil itself, and maybe some hate for the idea of being exposed to the company of no good con men. However, in a train, fast on its way to Liberty Falls, a so such reverend had just so happened to find himself in the company of such a man. Tickets, please. Oh, Tickets. of course. Sorry, ma'am. Uh, I've put it somewhere. Oh, uh, that's all right. Just there you are. Thank you. Yep. All right. That's fine. Thank you. Enjoy thank your trip. You. Thank you very much. Oh, excuse me, Father. Is anyone sitting here? Hmm? Oh no, sorry. That's just, I'll move my Bible. There you go. Take a seat. Ah, thank you, sir. Doctor Barnabas Belvedere, at your service. Ah, pleasure to meet you. I'm uh, Father McPherson. Oh, wonderful. Can I interest you in any uh, miracle tonics or uh, ointments or? Maybe an aphrodisiac. Oh no, you can't have aphrodisiac in your religion, uh, I'm, can you? I'm, I'm I'm quite well, thank you very much. Oh, good, good, good. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So, what brings you out this way? Adventure, fame, religious jobs? Well, I, I suppose perhaps a combination of the several. I'm making my way to. Uh, well, from here, I'm going to be getting a stagecoach to the town of Liberty Falls. There's a little celebration going on. I want to check everything's above board. Uh, Religiously speaking, if you know what I mean. If this doesn't bode well, I'm also travelling to Liberty Falls too to sell some of my wares. Oh, excellent. Uh, I assume they're all um, honest wares, yeah. Oh, completely. Like, let me let me show you this one. Genuine tears of an angel. Oh, I, I see. Very good. Well, it'll uh, it'll be nice to nice to have someone to know in town. Exactly. So it was in the Himalayas I got this tear of an angel. The Reverend listened and spoke accordingly and soon didn't mind the company. You could even say that some kind of friendship was forming as they traveled on. Maybe the charm of the con man was working its magic. Or maybe the reverend sensed, like some holy men do, evil was on the horizon, and he needed all the friends he could get. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone beyond and in between, welcome back to LARPs and Tarps. I'm your host, Morgan. Today I'm joined by Tom. Hello. And the person who wasn't cool enough to be on the last episode or come LARPing with us, Carrie. Hi. I apologise for my illness. I didn't realise it was so uncool. <laughs> it was uncool. It's uncool to be ill. Survival of the fittest, this podcast world. Do you not know all podcasters are in peak physical condition? What are you doing? Come on, get your life together. <laughs> All right, I better start chugging vitamins and yeah, orange exactly. juice. Come on, get on it. Eating <laughs> Pop-Tarts the breakfast and smoking 20 a day. That sounds the opposite of what I would need to maintain peak no, that's, physical that's, health. No, you hear that right. You need that. Oh, well, that's what I'm doing wrong then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you get that husky podcast <laughs> voice. Here's me thinking I need to drink like lots of water. And when we said take up a smoking habit for LARP, we meant it. Oh, I thought I mean? you just wanted me to have a husky voice. No, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Only for the podcast. Okay. Um... So yeah, welcome back everyone to part two of <laughs> Flying Love Nightmare. Um, so Kerry, have you caught up? Have you had a little listen to last week's episode? Yeah, no, I listened through it while I was cleaning because Tom wouldn't tell me anything that you guys did. Um, he wanted me to be fresh for the podcast, so I know as much as the listeners do at this point. Yeah, I, I keep it well. I keep you in your place. You know your stuff. Keep me in my place, do you? Oh no, that's not going to go down well. That's going to come back to haunt you later. <laughs> oh, definitely. But no, yeah. 
We like to keep you surprised, don't well, we? You've kept me at the edge of my seat, actually, because you left on a cliffhanger last week. Yeah, we did. So yeah. last week... You uh, sent me a message, how dare yeah. you leave us on a cliffhanger? Last week, we had a bit of an incident with... Um, we, we got to a point where a bunch of, well, what we think were, like, gluttony demon cultists flew into the... Um, flew into town. Um... Which was which was a horrifying to the least. Like I said, there was a lot of fake blood, and they handed up a little note which said they were fed something by the doctor in the well-dressed doctor. Now I was past this, interestingly enough, by the um, individual who had been um, calling you a charlatan for your potions. So I thought, oh, I see. What for the aphrodisiac? Yeah, I, I was like, oh, I see. I said, to him, are you trying to are you trying to get one over on this guy? He's like, no, 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 I found it on this person's body. And I was like, oh, God, what have you done? What have you done? It was very, very suspicious. I was like, oh, God, is, <laughs> am I going to get lynched? Is this how Barnabas Belvedere dies? Not by horrible demons, but by town lynching? Yeah, I didn't actually make those potions for you. I just made a deal with the devil um, and gave them to you instead. <laughs> oh, no. Um, <laughs> I did tell him that in order for the tonic to work... He needed to dip his balls in the potion. <laughs> I mean, he didn't read the label. It's on him. I mean, for them to fit into the narrow tube. <laughs> I mean, you can pour it out into a bowl. Oh, a bowl for bowls. Bowl bowl. We had... Oh, also at this point, I forgot to mention, we had tried to leave town. Yes, I didn't go on the excursion to try and leave town We wanted you. to get help from another town. And as we left, we, uh, we walked out of town to try and leave to get help from another town. And as we kept walking, we found ourselves back in town. We oh. walked through some mists, and then when we came out of the mists, we were back in town again. So we were surrounded by some fog that was containing us here, making like us realise... Coraline? Kind of, yeah, which made us realise that running was not going to be an option. I mean, it would be an option, but just not really a good option. You'd just get tired. It's it's good cardio, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It was, it was like a, it's like an infinite It's not an option for escape, but no, it's yes. still an option. You're allowed to go through the mist. You just won't leave. It's yeah. some proper old-school RPG shit where you just keep no. respawning in the same place. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also there's a massive chasm right outside town. So you have to go around the chasm, through the fog. Through um, Vietnam. Through the Vietnam set. Um, <laughs> um, and then... Um, that was funny, though, wasn't it? Because you have to go through all these different sets, which they're multi-purpose, but, like... You're like, oh, that's a that's an artillery cannon. I kind of wanted to that. see if I can move it into town. Like, take this, demon. We found a fucking... Um, <laughs> Alien uh, technology. <laughs> <laughs> Just fill it to the brim with holy water and silver and let it rip. So, some aspersions have been cast on you. Uh, you insisted it was not you. You insisted it was not you. I believed you. My character believed you. Oh. I wasn't sure I did, but my character certainly believed you. A lot of people didn't believe me. Oh, no, why would they? You were under suspicion for the rest of the weekend. You were already a dodgy con, so... Yeah, exactly. D -d dodgy dodgy man, dodgy con man, wandering around town. I did say I'd drink the potion to prove it did <gasps> not do the effects. It was a beautiful bit of RP. It was, a, like, just the town hall, like... Uh, did you pretend to drink a potion? No, I didn't actually come around to it, because the person wouldn't give me the potion back to prove it was uh, not poison or affecting the mm. people. But I think eventually people got the idea that I wasn't poisoning the town because why would I put into so much effort keeping people alive if I was trying to poison everyone? That was definitely the uh, argument that you put forward. Yeah. Um, so it's also probably worth noting at this point, a lot of people weren't in town. So there was a few individuals um, who we'd been chatting to uh, 
uh, in game, I guess, two weeks ago. There weren't around uh, that I thought were local to the area, but hadn't been seen in a while. Uh, this included a monk, a lawyer, um, a kind of professor, kind of like doctor of history individual, um, a hermit. And oh, no, the died. hermit died. The hermit died. He had the heart attack. Um, Sounds like a start of a joke, this. It did. <laughs> there was a couple of individuals like that, kind of like, weren't there. Uh, and I kind of thought, oh, I remember they're just busy doing other stuff. Um, so then we make, made another little excursion. You made a little excursion to save the uh, tortured people. We heard people being tortured. I kept referring to as tortured souls, a bit of empire rubbing off there. Yeah, tortured souls in, uh, outside the camp. We were like, right, they're being tortured, let's go save them. I stayed behind because the one of the complaints for the previous excursion was no one stayed behind to defend mm. town. You had Ollie with you, so I thought I should stay behind as a doctor to try and help people if anything mm. kicks off. So do you want to go for your part of the excursion first and I'll go into what happened whilst you're away? Yes. So this was probably the first most intense gunfight I'd been in. Um, we uh, started to walk towards and we could hear people screaming. Um, and we were like, what the hell's going on? And as we get up, we see these people with crosses on their face. Some have got blue, no, black crosses. Some of them have got green crosses. Um, and the relevance of those kind of come up later. Um, I have some notes here. I'm not quite sure when this came to light, but something I wasn't aware of, but there was like markings on these people's faces. And they were torturing some individuals on the floor. They were covered in this kind of white, yellow powder. Uh, and they're being tortured, like having fingers cut off and stuff. They saw us coming and they a firefight ensued. Um, I hid behind the tree with my little tiny Derringer gun, like firing every now and again. Holy water at the ready. Tiny gun, big bang. Tiny gun, big bang. The They they also had melee weapons, and as they were hitting people with melee weapons, um, powder was flying off and covering people, um, which was uh, more than a bit concerning. Um, as we managed to get through, um, we managed to eventually kill all these cultists like with all these different marks on their faces um, and kind of search the body, see what we could find. Like I said, all the other, these crosses on their faces, some are black, some are green, and then these tortured people were just, like, wailing at their inner... It was, it was quite funny. Uh, all power to you. It was really good. But it was very much kind of like they were being a bit funny about it. And yeah. It was just like, stop making me laugh. This isn't funny. It's not <laughs> it's like, my, my fin- mommy, my fingers have been cut off. Oh, my daughter, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, like, more power to them to be able to keep a straight face. Oh, and I was literally like, I can't, I cannot take this it was really funny yeah uh, but in game it was really serious um we found out that the powder was powdered brimstone so as you know brimstone had been putting people's shoulders yeah and when we discovered there was a thing called powdered brimstone so if you're hit with a melee weapon with it on you get cursed okay. which means you have to use one of your get off me tokens to brush it off at one point there was a little excursion to a hermit's hut and they brought back a selection of items which were concerning yeah. I guess is the best way to put it. So in this box, there was a severed hand with a wedding ring, uh, the ring finger cut off. Oh, God. There was another hand which looks like it had been eaten alive, which the doctor determined... It had been a couple of weeks ago. It had been a couple of weeks ago. Which eaten by humans, happened. by the uh, tooth indents. If you yep. can even trust him. Yeah, if we can even trust you. That's what he said. A bag of silver, which... Was exact as the Johnny who runs it said to me, You would know as a holy man, that's the same amount of silver that Judas was paid to get Dobbin Jesus. Dobbin. Dobbin. <laughs> Dobbin. <laughs> well, you know what they say, <laughs> snitches get stitches. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Dobbin. They dumped in JC and the boys. Um, <laughs> fuck me. Um, and then also there was loads of papers. 
So each representing different things. And we were like, they seem to represent the seven deadly sins. Yeah. There was a bunch of other scripts, like papers with weird notes on. The one that one that spoke about, oh, there was one that I held in my hand. Forgive me, listeners, if I spoke about this, but I don't think I have. I was holding the sheet of paper and there was three words on it that said loving, love, longing and loss. Mm-hmm. Julie came up to me and said, as you read that, you start to cry. And everyone's like, Father, you okay? I was just like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And kind of put it aside and had these, it said on it, sirens and three different names. Um, and then love, longing, loss. And when you read those three words, you start to cry. Um, and I, there was also tear marks on the paper. Like, and I was like, like, and I kind of passed it on to someone else and I told him what happens when he reads it and he started crying. It was like, it was a lot. It was, it was good fun. And there was all sorts of different things, all sorts of different um, papers and things written down. How did you find pretending to cry from a role? I'm pretty good at that at this point. Yeah. I did it a few times over the course of this weekend. Um, it's it's easy if you're doing it like so. You just kind of like kind of put a hand into your eye and just. I kind of did it. I, I, I sobbed later. There was a bit of sobbing later, but this one was just me kind of like. I really want to see this kind of role play. Um, and if I was like, you're all right, mate, it's fine. Honestly, I'm fine. Well, let's just keep going. And then other people read it and would, would weep. Um, what else did we find? That was basically all this weird stuff. I was dealing with it with um, my leather gloves on, so I wasn't touching anything. And it was all very weird. There was letters that sounded like the devil was in this guy's mind. This hermit, who had died the night before, saying the devil's not that bad, um, all this kind of thing. Um, and all these clearly hints. Um, now, at this point, we saw something that said not one, but three. And we were like, oh, okay, so maybe three manifestations of the seven deadly sins are coming. Yeah. <laughs> I wish that was the case. Because um, we later realised that didn't, in fact, mean that there was three demons of lost. Not so. That meant we were dealing with nine. Oh, so is that who the sirens were? So it's, it seemed, as we were reading through it, that this paper referred to the demons of lost. And then we realised every single one of these sheets of paper was a different deadly sin. And it said the name in Latin of the sin, which was, as we found out, the demon that was in the smith had his name and his sin. So we were like, right, okay, so we know the sin, we just need to find the names. Um, And then there was clearly clues that we weren't picking up on him throughout, but we were like, right, okay. So the annoying thing that happened was someone was like, right, we need to salt this. Unfortunately, you're not allowed to sprinkle salt onto the ground on the site because it damages the earth. So someone used sugar. So they were sticky and soggy for the rest of the weekend. So it it meant I didn't want to look through them anymore. So I was like, I keep getting sugar on my hands, which is, I think, why we missed a few things, but they got quite out. I was like, I don't want to touch them because they're all sticky. Surely they could have been something else. Yeah, you could have just pretended whoever you were. To salt them. Oh, my God. Nearly ruined my leather gloves. Uh, (laughs) Because they were so sticky. You know how expensive LARP gear is? But yeah, so now we're like, right, okay, we're dealing with the seven deadly sins and there's demons coming. We've dealt with sloth. Yeah. We've seen cultists of greed, envy. Gluttony. Gluttony. Uh, um, wrath. Right, all these things have started happening. What else are we going to find? Um, and we were like, right, okay, we, we knew we're looking for sirens of lust. So that was before all this happened. Then we went away, found these people being tortured. And whilst we were from town, I think some stuff happened to you. Yeah, so whilst you were in town... I was just like kind of guarding the church, hanging out, talking to people, when all of a sudden gunshots come and some of these cultists come charging into town. So I go loading up my flintlocks, kind of trying to bunker down in church, uh, 
thinking I was safe because I assumed the back of the church was a wall, but it turns out it wasn't a wall like I was thinking it was, it was just a curtain. So a cultist comes bursting in, hits me in the chest and gut with an axe. So do you reckon this was wrath? Were they like? Angry? I think they were. They were very angry. Yeah. I did try to shoot him in his head, and I don't know if he didn't even didn't hear me. Yeah. Or because he was a wrath demon, he didn't care. Yeah. Or like cultist. So I go down, uh, kind of like ow, ah. I kind of role played it as like he hit a medical book I had in my pocket. Luckily, yeah. at my cave, yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of got wrapped up in that. Uh, someone else bursts into the church and shoots him in his head. So whilst this is all going on, the town's in dire array. I'm like, we need a doctor! We need a doctor! I hear from the bar. I'm like, oh, I'm coming, but I've been hit! I thought you were going to say that you were calling out for a doctor then. No, no, <laughs> like, no. Like, I need a doctor. Need a doctor. Oh, they no, need I'm the doctor. doctor. <laughs> so I'm like, Kit, Flint, help me to the bar. And they kind of like cover me and like hoist me across the main street of the town into the bar whilst this is all going on. Cultists are running around everywhere, gunfire going on. Uh, they put me into the chair. I'm like, uh, you two, go into my bag, find me one of my potions, anyone, they've got a fuck ton of narcotics in them, uh, drink it all, I'm like, ah, how bad's the wound, look and it's like, bleeding, and I don't have time enough to like, stitch it up myself, so I do a self-quarterization on myself, oh, God, that was an interesting role play, using a pistol, and then, that's what, over using a pistol? Yeah, like, you can use the black powder, Oh, I see. To then like shoot it and it'll like kind of close up the wound. So whilst I'm in the bar on narcotics, like kind of lying against a wall, like on a chair, like ah, people are bringing more and more like people to be like medically seen to in the bar. So gritty. So this bar during this firefight became my like little uh, Surgery. Yeah. So I'm having people. Temporary hospital. I'm having people lie down on the uh, table. I'm having Kit and Flynn give people potions, and like I'm getting them to run around, like heating up like my gun, uh, the gun barrels and my flintlocks in fires. So rather than having to spend all my powder, I can just go and hold it yeah. against the wound. And at one point, I think I had five or six people all at the same time needing medical attention. So I'm cleaning the wounds, giving them like painkillers, potions, putting them on tables and like... I thought the Anvil Hospital was chaotic. Oh, this sounded absolutely incredible. Like, I didn't have tools, so sometimes we'd have to get bullets out of wounds using my fingers and hands. Oh, it's like, like, here you go. It, for me, this was my crowning moment, I think, for the entire LARP. This, if it was a movie, was my time to shine. Because the amount of roleplay I got... The, and being the only doctor left in town, I had so much to do. Uh, it was one point, uh, and I believe this got mentioned in the Noobs podcast, that me and Hennessy Jones were in the bar as well, hunkered down, kind of thing, because he came back from the excursion. Uh, a cultist comes bursting in. Another charlatan goes diving under the table, quick as a rabbit, don't see her again, fantastic. The cultist is trying to get in, and there's one player, like... I don't blame them at all because it's very easy to forget gun etiquette when it's like LARP, you forget, sometimes forget to point punches, it's very easy to do when adrenaline's flying and uh, you've really, it, in the moment, he goes bursting into the bar and fires a gunshot 
which was deafening. Yeah, you said, down, didn't like you, that you can't do it inside? It really echoes, obviously. Yeah. Like it's me and Hennessy were like, oh my ears! Like obviously, he was mortified when he did it. The and like, we were him, fine. I looked in, I could yeah. see the barbie giving an absolute bollocking because it was, it was just like, no grunts indoors. <laughs> it was so I loud. Feel so awful. Oh. Yeah. He, he was. Dead apologetic, oh, no, of bet. course. Uh, it's easily done, though. Uh, but yeah, whilst you were gone, that epic town siege was happening. And once it was done, I finally like kind of slumped against the chair and let the pain killers take hold of me. Like, oh, gonna just say, I love. I the- need to lie down now. I love the idea of someone like role playing, being like possessed or whatever, and barging in and shooting, and then like just getting battered by a barmaid. Like, no, we do not fire our guns. In- not in my saloon. Inside voices, people. Inside voices. Oh, he wasn't possessed. He was trying to defend us. Oh, fair enough. Well, uh, either way, I yeah. just, uh, that image is hilarious. So when you got back to town, I think you found me lying yeah, down in well, the church. Yeah, what the fuck has happened? And we were like, right, okay. Shit was real. Like, yeah. I decided, I think I put this like lying down injured on for about half an hour, 45 mm. minutes. Because I thought, yeah, obviously, I kept coming back to seeing you like bleeding. We needed a bit of a rest anyway. It sounds like you'd had quite a eventful oh, evening. It was such intense role playing. As, yeah. as I say, it was for me, it was my crowning achievement. Mm. Not to brag, I felt like the hero oh, of the situation. Is. And I think that was the moment when Dr. Belvedere went from being a con man sleazebag into a hero who was like, you know what? Unlikely hero. In order to get myself out of this, I'm going to need to save this town anyway. Yeah, exactly. Because, so, I like, mean, you can't be the last man standing when you're the doctor. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I would charge you for this, but I'm going to have to give it to you free drinker. It was fantastic. It I'm good that you missed it, but you... Yeah, but it's that's almost even better because we came back on, what the fuck is going on? So it was, again, I think it was at this point, so I'd been... Uh, we'd been wandering around doing some stuff. The marshals had put the priests in charge, so quite a few people were coming to up as, as the priests, being like, you know, Father, what should we do this? How should we do that? I was, I did quite a few exorcisms at this point, so I'd exercised one of our listeners at this point who was possessed by envy. Um, I'd exercised... Oh, was I here at this point? I'd exercised a couple of people who had, like, minor demons in them. So we were like, right, okay. Came back to town. Um after this torture and we're kind of like trying to discuss a plan yeah. like what do we need to do it's getting dark you know it's getting to about four o'clock and it's like it's getting dark no five three getting towards four it's getting dark and we they, clearly these golden skulls of which we have two at this point uh mean something all right so we're like right okay so what do they mean what are we gonna do about them and then we remembered then the museum in one of the little boxes there was a piece of golden jawbone that we'd seen on the first night. And we were like, shit, what if that's part of one of these golden skulls? Was the museum in the jurisdiction of the EIEIO at that point? Yes, the extra-dimensional investigation. Oh, what is Operating it? Operating out of old McDonald's farm. Yeah, exactly. They called <laughs> them, The group of players have called themselves the EIEIO, the extra-dimensional, interdimensional... Extra, I can't remember, like investigation organizations. Yeah. It's like an, element, an arm of the FBI that looks into weird and wonderful stuff. They, they were the it. marshals. They were, they were so great. Fun. They're the ones that had put us in charge. Uh, yeah, I, I love being there for that. Like, so, you priests, you will take on the spiritual side of things. We're just going to focus on Firing. pointing the guns. And so, I feel like it was the priests had started to garner a bit of respect at this point. I feel like people were coming to me for advice and assistance. So I felt like I was getting a bit of a position in town. It was quite nice. Uh, and then we kind of progressed through and we're like, right, okay. There's mention of this garden. We th- someone suggested it might be in the monastery, the rest of the skull. So we 
commission a thing. We're going to go to the monastery because we need to find the skull before the sun sets, before, because that would be hell when that happens. Before we go on the excursion, I just also want to give another shout-out to Hennessy Jones for his, like, awesome role-play a bit earlier in the day. Oh, yeah? When I failed to be able to save Antonio. Just like, I need a fucking doctor here! Someone get over here! I was like, I come and look at him. I'm like, sorry, son. He's There's nothing dead. I can do. He's got a punctured lung. I can't fix that. He's like... I need a real fucking doctor over here. And I'm not going to lie, dude. The chills that went through me were fantastic. <laughs> Another player came up and acted like, yeah, they can fix lungs. But for me, being like a back alley doctor at the time, who's not done it for years, I thought, no, that's going to go beyond my skill yeah. set. And I'm glad I had a limit because it then brought on such good roleplay. But I was going, I'm sorry, we need a priest here. We need to give him his last right. He's like, fuck off. He doesn't need that. <laughs> Apparently they don't like religion either. So shout out for you because the role play was great. I was glad someone was throwing out some antagonism my way because it was a lot of fun and I've never really dealt with that in role play before. Yeah. So that's a lot of fun. You just got followers at Empire. Followers at Empire and disdain from Tristan. I've never had shouting at me. So that was very fun and well, there interesting. there you go, Tristan. Yeah, shout yeah, at him next time. That's my goal. Um, a couple of other things are happening. So there, I mentioned last episode we rescued a guy from Butch Cultist. That guy was named Teddy Van Helsing. He Teddy was... Van Helsing. <laughs> that sounds adorable. He was part of an organization that tries to stop this kind of thing. Uh, and he had been like giving us advice. He had let us know there's someone else that was supposed to be looking out for the area, which we think might have been the hermit. So they before they died, we think yeah. they might have been keeping everything at bay. But everything, the, the, something bad was happening. The gates of hell were opening or something. Uh, he was providing us with holy water and advice. He was the one that was going to take us to that town before it was cut off by the mist. So he was being really helpful around town, giving people advice and guiding us and that kind of thing. Gave me a bunch of holy water, which was good and really useful because I needed that for all the... Ex- I did a fucking lot of exorcisms. I feel like you just need to be the water boy of holy water. Just have a yeah, massive yeah, yeah. tank well, in your back. ended. Uh, <laughs> spoilers. Um, so, <laughs> uh, right. Mission to the monastery. And we're like, right. Let's go deal with this. The whole town went on this excursion. We all head off. And <laughs> the funny bit is, didn't we go off a bit prematurely for the crew? Yeah, so I actually, before we let off, I said to the guy, uh, Father Valentine, who was leading it, Father, does, uh, does the um, uh, mate, does the crew know that we're leaving? <laughs> they went, I, th- I think so. I went, I'll go check. So I went to go speak to, I think it was Lucy who spoke to us. I said, hi, I don't know if you know, but we're about to make an excursion to the monastery, so maybe crew want to know that we're going somewhere. And she was like, okay, I'll go tell them. <laughs> it might not be Lucy. It was someone I spoke to who was like, I'll go tell them. I just love the story from the day after. The people in the crew were like, shit, we need to go back to town, get changed into the things yeah. we need for this they had, Yeah, well, because that happens a little bit. Like, yeah, they were like panicking because we were doing things much quicker than they expected. So they ran to the monastery, obviously, clearly as we were walking. So we have to go a really long route round, but they have a bit of a shortcut. So this chasm is just a road, but we can't cross this chasm because obviously that's a shortcut for the crew. So yeah. we have to go like a really long journey through the woods before we get to the other side of this fort. So we go through. We don't know what we're going to, We think we're just going on a mission to investigate something, to see what we can find. And um, we head off and... As we're kind of walking around, it's probably about a 10-minute walk, isn't it? Yeah, we need to take a stop so crew can get ready and then the scout yeah. can yeah, find yeah, directions. Yeah, we did some investigating somewhere else and then the scout goes, oh, we found where they are. So yeah. then we start walking towards the site. It was so well done. Do you remember 
I spoke on the first night, I spoke to a doctor of history. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I mentioned how well-dressed he was. I could have got... Oh, a well-dressed doctor, I see. I think the worrying thing is, I'm not going to brag, but I feel like I was more well-dressed than that doctor. <laughs> <laughs> well, no wonder nobody he was, got the clue. He was in a lovely black suit. It looked really nice. You were in, like, cake, really ostentatious, like... Hat, which is very funny. But we saw him, and we were like, oh, shit. And there's a bit of interaction. Father Valentine has a little bit of conversation with him. And then the transformation of this man, he's wearing little black sunglasses, looks, the, the, the vibe from this guy was so intimidating. He just stood there leaning on his cane, grinning with a hat and little glasses surrounded by cultists who were all growling. And there's like a circle of brimstone around it. And we were like, can we cross that? We're really concerned. As we start to go towards and the other cultists start to step forward. And then we see those little postules and stuff on their face. And we're like, oh no, it's gluttony. Gluttony eat people. Oh, no. Yeah, whilst you guys were seeing this at the front, there was a firing line trying to form at the back, which didn't quite work, I don't think. Well, someone fired a bit prematurely. Yeah, well, it's bound to happen. You get a bit excitable, you fire off a bit earlier. <laughs> it happens to everyone. And they're just... The transformation of this man from cool, calm, collectivated to a feral beast was... In amazing, like he threw his cane down, hat and glasses come off, and blood starts pouring out of his mouth oh as he sprints towards people, wrestles them to the ground, and just tears their throat out. Right, okay, no, no, what, what, what does he actually he do? He has a mouthful of fake blood, and as he bites, he spits, so, spews it like, all over. Yeah, them. but he can't tackle people to the ground. It was. I, d- I feel like he grabbed them and they fell with him, but people were being grabbed and falling to the ground oh with him. God. I'm not going to lie, I was absolutely breaking it with my two was... flintlock pistols. Oh, like... That sounds terrifying. It fucking was. And they're all pouring out with axes. One of them cracks both my arms and I'm like trying to do axes and run back to you. You fix my arms. I just claim it's dislocated rather than broken so I can just slide it. I adored having such horrible injuries to deal with. It we, was great. We, we just, it was, uh, the, the horror of it was so visceral. I think for yeah. me as well, these uh, possessed can take multiple shots and cultists. So my flintlock pistols can fire one shot every minute if I'm quick enough to reload them. Yeah. So you're so, just... I'm like, I've got my pistol. I keep firing to keep people away. But a lot of them are in, like, too close for me to do yeah. that because you, you're, you're not allowed to go point blank because it's dangerous. I've yeah. got to give a massive shout here to Father Valentine when it was just... The cultists were down, but him versus... Was it Gluttony? Yes, Gluttony, Gluttony was an epic film-related showdown. It was a one-on-one. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it was fantastic. He had, his, he had some flesh ripped out the back of his leg at one point and went down. I went and dealt with that. Gluttony streams off. And there was this guy who's kind of been dressing, being like a bit of a monster under one of the players who's got like gauntlets on. And he like wrestles Gluttony to the ground and puts the gauntlet in his mouth as he's oh just on top God. of him trying to cuff him. And I'm standing there with holy water. And it's like, we need to exercise him. We need to exercise him. And I, I was like, I don't know his fucking name. I don't know his fucking name. I'm running around shouting, does anyone know the fucking demon's name? Um, and someone comes up to me shouting, his name is Gunnabar. As, he, as he's wrestled to the ground, we drag him off into the woods. He's feral, biting people, chewing people up. It's absolutely horrifying. And then we get him to the back of the woods. He's got blood pouring, like crazed eyes on the ground. We've got him pinned, and I've got his name. So I pull out my book, pull out my exorcism, and I start to do it on this guy. And the the this just absolute, the fucking body acting of this guy just writhing on the ground, trying to bite me as I'm near him get my holy water, splash it on the ground around him, and then he goes, <sighs> falls limp. And I'm just... The 
the relief of that because everything yeah. kind of goes a bit quiet because the combat stops. Most of the cultists are dealt with. And then he starts to sob, just crying, just saying over and over again, I ate them all. I can taste them. I ate them all. Oh, God. Just crying. Because it's this doctor. The demon's gone. It's just him left. Yeah. Just rocking on the ground. It's me, a nun, um, and then I think a couple of other people. And he's just like, kill me. I can't go on. I hate them all. And I'm like, son, it'll be all right. We get you back to like, I can't. I can't. I can't go on. And he's literally, oh, the, the pit in my stomach. And I turn to the nun next to me and I say, sister, Sister, we're going to have to go, no, Lita, she goes, sister, we're going to have to, she goes, ah, no, take ten paces over there, I'm going to comfort him, and when I give you the nod, do it. So she's talking to him, she's got a Bible open, reading some passages, take ten paces away, I get my blank firing gun, I'm looking, he's like, please, and then she's reading, and then she gives me the nod, and I fire my blank. People are going, Jesus, look around, he falls dead. And then... Just silence. Oh my god! It was amazing to see you because whilst you were doing that, I, me, and preacher Ollie were off in the uh, corner, so we could see you and hear it all. But I was dealing with Father Valentine's leg. I would love to have that picture. I'd love to, if it, like, of the doctor on the ground crying, the nun next to him, and me with my gun pointing yeah. at his head from about ten oh, paces away. Great. I just because then I sat next to him, we start reading Bible verses, and then that's when I actually start sobbing, like. Because yeah. I just, oh. and I, I spoke to it, I was like, I've killed an innocent man. Yeah, because oh, we didn't really, God. we didn't really hear what you did. We patched up the doctor's leg once again using quarterization because pre, uh, Preacher Ollie had run out of like mm. st uh, stitches and thread and whatnot. We were like, we don't know, we can, we've damaged your nerves. Mm. Don't know if you'll be able to walk in. We don't know what a demon bite's going to do mm. to you. So please get that checked out in town. It's like, doctor, can you help me across? Can you can you take me away? And I was like, yeah, I can help you across. So for a good 10, 15 minutes, I had a Father Valentine slung over my shoulder yeah. as we approached you. Yeah. And it was just this, Father Valentine was at your eyes, I've killed an innocent man. Yeah. And it was just this, it was a really powerful moment between like us. And also he was, this guy remained dead on the floor the entire time we were talking. Like it was very, like a very impressive commitment because obviously he could have just done two fingers and walked off. But he just stayed there dead and I just couldn't look at him. And it was this really potent... And this is one of the things I love about just LARP. Yeah. Because it's the same thing I had when Lady Emmeline died um, in Empire uh, E2. It's just that that weird pit in your gut over something completely fictional, but you watch it, the, it just feels so it's like real. like you cry at TV. Like yeah, the, it, except I'm there. Just, I'm in the so film. It's so cathartic though, oh, isn't it? Like, I just, and then I was going to wear, I, like, I killed an innocent man today. Yeah. Um, so we've dealt with gluttony. Uh, Father McPherson has now got a heavy weight on his shoulder. Um, I think I actually said to Father Valentine, he was he was either going to, because it was like a weird, like old-timey fucking uh, morals, because I said to Father Valentine, he was going to take his own life, and I'd rather bear that sin they put it on him. Yeah. Because um, I was like, well, if he kills himself, that's a sin. Shouldn't, shouldn't do that. So I was like... I'd, Whereas I'd, if he was possessed by a demon, of course he's going to feel yeah. shitty, but technically he's not going to be should Yeah, well... Like, no, as in yeah. killing people. Yes, exactly. Not, not him killing himself. But I was like, I didn't want him to do that. So I was like, mm -hmm. I'll put it on my shoulders. Um, that's fair. But it was really intense from that perspective because, again, it's like tainting my soul. I'm like, 
I'm a preacher for Christ's sake. But I was like, it's fine. So we go into the monastery and Teddy Van Helsing is inspecting a like a room that's kind of, you can kind of see candlelight inside it. And we're all kind of coming in inspecting. And then all of a sudden the doors burst open. Teddy Van Helsing hits the dirt and these demons start flowing out. At the same time, from the other side of the monastery, a monk comes through. A monk that was there on the first night. What have y'all done? We were proud of what we did here. We created something. And I thought, oh, okay, it's fine. I said, brother, it's all right. There was demons. And he just kind of looks at me and smiles. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm going to say this was your crowning oh, moment. So I'm like, right, they just come out of that shed. The shed is now empty. I run to the shed. Absolutely belt it. I'm like, there's going to be something in there. So we don't know Pride's name. And we're pretty sure it's Pride because he's been like, we're proud of this place. We're proud of what we yeah, achieved. Yeah, makes sense. So I run in. And so a couple of people have come with me. And there's this weird altar. Um, with like demonic carvings and a golden skull sat in the center, uh, all sorts of writing and stuff. And there is a mirror, and on the mirror it says Superbia, which is pride in Latin, and Superbia. And we're like, what? What? That's not his name. It's, it's his sin twice. And we're looking through it, and someone comes over, comes over my shoulder and goes, maybe his name's Superbia because he's proud of his sin. Maybe he's named that, after his yeah. sin. And so this guy, I can hear gunfire come outside. There's cultists running around killing people. I look behind, there's like six holy waters. I grab them, I run out of this barn, and I see this monk just kind of walking around, being very menacing, people shooting a bit, barely doing anything. And I shout, Superbia, demon of pride, I name thee. And he just stops and turns oh. and just looks at me. Oh, chills. And he's probably about 20 feet away and then just walks towards me it and was I, oh, sorry it was amazing from my point of view because i was currently healing someone again but seeing you burst out from the chapel to oh, challenge that it was so cinematic i loved it i was like oh i'm speechless i throw the holy water <laughs> you on the... I, I, just a little bit <laughs> i threw the holy water on the ground pull out my bible pull out my exorcism and start reading i've got to do this for three minutes yeah three minutes well, while he's, he's coming after towards, me yeah just what I don't know if there's a, there's a I've never played the game so it's a game called Resident Evil and then there's a monster yeah. who just just continually marched towards you and it felt like that just do, I mean the game is probably like my height it felt like he was 10 foot I know tall. but like there's, there's a difference between like it was you know, his presence comparison. yeah it's well, presence when there, it? and I was like backing off there was points where he was like 5 foot away from me so I had to really run back he just kept people would fire a gun he'd stop for a second and then just keep going i would like sprinkle holy water in history bit and keep going and then i'm getting towards the end of the exorcism i say uh, stoop beneath the all-powerful hand of god tremble and flee when we invoke the holy terrible name of jesus and he stops and he starts to fall the name which causes hell to tremble the name to which the virtues powers and dominations in heaven are humbly submissive and he stumbles once again he's on his knees now someone knew that he needed the mirror to be like dealt with and they put the mirror in front of his face and he's looking at himself um and I'm saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord, the God of the host, demon of pride, in the name of the God, I exercise you. And he just slumps. And we're like, oh. and this whole moment, it just, I, I thought the gluttony was going to be the peak of my game. Yeah. But three minutes of just being menaced, people around me trying to defend me, firing guns to keep him away, pushing him back, and I'm just being menaced towards this whole time. That was great. <sighs> That sounds so epic. Are you, are you actually MVP? Because it sounds like you're MVP. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Alan Lamp's really good at giving everyone their 
makeup oh, moments. Yeah. As we discussed previous episode, yeah. Priest, I think, was top class to go for this yeah, game for Rob Lowe. That is the most important the, role, we clearly. All the priests had a fantastic game. Um, you got to ex- exercise two demons. He exercised a lot of yeah. demons. So he's on the floor, this monk's on the ground, and I'm like, brother, brother, are you there? And he's like, what have I done? I'm damned. And I'm like, brother, we got to go. We have to go. And then I look up and like 10 cultists are running towards me from the woods. And I'm like, what? shit. Oh, and we I'm really like, got to go. Shit. And my brother, we need to get up. It's like, no. And then two things go from my head. Thing number one, best case scenario, this guy gets ripped apart by demons. Yeah. Worst case scenario, he gets repossessed and we have to deal with him again. So I just whisper in his ear, hey, by the way, I'm going to shoot you in the back of the head in about five seconds. He's like, yeah, cool. Then, <laughs> out of character. Yeah. So then I'm oh, back, of course. Yeah. I back off 10 paces, load my gun, bang, shoot him in the back of the head. And literally, I watch as he falls on his on his face, the demons run past him towards us, oh, sprint gosh. back, and another fucking battle ensues. Guns firing, holy water float, throwing all over the place. I'm exercising, just fucking stopping people. And we eventually fucking, <laughs> eventually deal them all, getting fucking dark. I had to go and hear the ta- heal the taffy man because in, oh. earlier in the day, the taffy man paid me $12 to be on his retainer. Mm. So I'm like, get out of my way. I need to see you to the taffy man. <laughs> I must go to him first. And then I saw to the other people. I feel like this is like, Morgan's like intense, intense, intense. And you're like, taffy man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming for you, bro. Um, and then we had this moment where I was like, the brother John comes up to me, one of the monks, he's like, we need to reconsecrate this place and we can stay here, it can be a safe place. And I'm like, yeah, cool. I get all the priests to start consecrating, I announce it, and then everyone's like, nah, fuck this, we're going back to town. I'm so, like, yeah, half the town goes back. But I'm like, it's defensible here, It we could consecrate it and no demons can come through. No, we're going back to town. I'm like, I consecrate it anyway, so we've got somewhere to back off to. I love LARP, but hurting LARPers... Is just as bad, if not worse, than hurting cats. It was. It was. It was. Look, it was the Bold right thing statement. to do. I also knew out of character was the right thing to do because a they were building a fire there for us to gather around, and b Johnny was the one that told me we should be staying here. <laughs> but I couldn't say that. Um, so yeah, but then I think also the fun thing about role playing it's in D and D as well. Like sometimes making a, the wrong choice is fun. You it know? did. I'm glad we made but, the yeah. wrong choice. For yes. Or what happened? Well, what happens next as well? Because well? we I, half the town sets off. And we set off about was it ten, fifteen minutes later. <laughs> so we've we've I've got my headmans. We've consecrated the the monastery, and now we're like, right, time to leave. Again, we've got to go the long way around. And at this point, I feel Father McPherson's gathered some respect. respect. It is yeah. pitch black at this point, by the way. You are very publicly dealt with two very strong demons. Exactly. Yeah. And at one point, someone runs up to me and says, "Father McPherson, we think we found one of the sirens." Like, oh, oh, excellent. So I kind of push my... We're walking through the woods. It's pretty much dark at this point. Can't see I push past everyone, and there was a, a man standing there. He's leaning on a cane. He's got kind of like he's got a couple of horns coming out of his head, uh, and he's smiling at us all. And I'm like, right, I know what this is. I'm feeling pretty arrogant at this point. It's also yeah. the crossroads. It's which so crossroads. Just, I've like, dealt with this before. Crossroads I can do demon. this again. And I go through the names of the different... Um, What's it called? Uh, sirens. Oh. You were feeling demons. like Billy Big Bollocks. And I'm like, and he goes, as I'm talking, he goes, just looks to him, does this uh, little country bumpkin speak for all of you? And I'm like, well, if these aren't your names, what are they? He goes, yes. And Father Valentine goes, Lucifer. And he's like, oh, shit. he goes, God, no one. And I'm like, <sighs> literally, Father McPherson just, I nearly fall to the ground. I'm like, <sighs> like, how? And then this is the moment I'd actually realised this. He'd been in town. Yeah, he was the lawyer that had been in town. 
and I was like, oh. oh, and then there was this whole interaction. There was really cool moments. And this is what's good about this, right? Yeah. Loose rule role play. He was the devil. So at one point, someone goes up to him with a sword, and the devil just goes, stop, drop your sword. And he does. Because, You're of course, he does. It's the devil. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, people, yeah. they have to be told that's what they have to do, but they did it. And he just goes, how did you? He was a French guy. How did you do that? That's a symbol of a god. And he's like, I don't care. <laughs> now, I'm to understand you're looking for some golden skulls. I have to ask, though, why have you been so uh, cruel to my clients? My little friend, what was he named? Uh, Gunabar, the, uh, the nice doctor man. And I'm like, I exercised him and sent him back to hell. And he goes, oh, did you now? Yeah, boy. And then you just hear, and shambling from behind this building is the doctor. Oh, my God. His hair in front of his face, blood dripping from his mouth. And stands next to the devil. And he's like, I'm to understand you've been collecting skulls. Well, I'll give you another one of them, but I'm here for a purpose. I'm here for souls. I'll give it to you if you like. For your soul. And everyone's like, no, we can't do this. We can't do this. What, for your personal soul? Just someone. If someone oh, gives us a soul, soul. For a soul, Link. he'll give it. And, and then we got a Chad. A right Chad. Killian, the guy we mentioned, the Irish guy, steps yeah. forward. He's like, I'll do it. And we're like, Killian, no, you can't make a deal with the devil. Sell your soul to the devil. And he's for like, he's the like, golden skull. He goes, I'm damned. Doesn't matter what happens here, I'm damned anyway. And he's like, he shakes on this deal. And the. Um, he reaches into guts, doesn't he? He says, right, reach inside that man. And we can't really see in the dark, but what we do see is Killian get his hand and push it into the stomach of gluttony, root around, and then pull out glistening red in the moonlight, a golden skull. Oh, my God. It was so atmospheric. So it was fucking terrifying. Like this whole, meeting the devil at the crossroads, who was a lawyer. <laughs> it was peak. Realising that you'd been in town with the devil that whole time. Yep. His southern dandy uh, accent oh, it made it perfect, perfect. Well. Their kind of goatee, their glasses looked perfect. But I think at this point it was uh, Father Valentine that uh, kind of stood up to try and buy us some time so some of yeah. us could get away. Yeah. We start to shuffle off. Yeah, so uh, this is just me and a few of the boys. I uh, just like kind of stop the, with the first ones to kind of shuffle out. So at this point, do you know why you're collecting the golden skulls? No. But you know that you're collecting we have, them. We, I was like, speaking to Father Valentine, I was like, Father Valentine, why does he want us to have the skulls? Yeah, so why would that guy sell his soul for a golden skull? I don't know. know why? I'm like, why would we want the skulls? We yeah, later and if really, the devil wants you to have the skulls, then do you don't really want the skulls? Want the skulls? <laughs> And I'm like, Father Valentine, we shouldn't be playing the devil's game. No. And then we get back to town. We have some more conversations. So now we've got a skull from Gluttony, from Pride, the one that was already there, and from the Slough. So we've got four skulls. Yeah. And then one that we don't know the identity of. So we get back to town and we're like, right, okay, let's have a bit of a, a chill. Okay, let's try and work out what's going on. Yeah, middle of a demonic apocalypse. Let's have a chill. Yeah, let's have a bit of a, Well, it's literally like a debrief. We need to work out what's going on. Tell everyone we've yeah. literally seen the fucking have devil. Have a meeting. Yeah. Someone called Sergeant Cole had had his tongue eaten by gluttony. And he sold his soul to get his tongue back from the devil. 
How do you that have that was conversation a really, that without was, a tongue? Because he, the devil inferred. Yeah, I know. I, I think it was quite funny because... It was really well acted. The French, I think it was the French preacher who came up to see, yeah, good doctor, could you uh, maybe reattach a tongue if I find it? <laughs> well, I'm sure I could give it a try if I'm a man of medical means, after all. My plan was even just stitching back in his mouth or do a mouth quarterization with the resources I had, uh, but oh. carry on, because uh, we, we, to our shock, he had his tongue back. It was yep, like, thanks oh, to the devil. Well, I suppose I will. Do you, can I keep this? The French was like, no. But you had a tongue. <laughs> yeah, someone gave me a little tongue in a bag. Oh, it, it was quite weird coming it to the moment of trying to reattach it, though, because my doctor's costume had so many pockets. Like, where, where did I put the thing? Tongue. <laughs> <laughs> was slapping all over for about five minutes. Ah, there. Only a man would have the problem of too many pockets, can I just uh, say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ultimate gender divide. <laughs> pockets. So at one point, Father Valentine led a 10-minute church service. The Father Valentine single-handedly tricked a bunch of people who probably don't go to church to go to a church I was service literally, at a Yeah, you were telling me this. I was literally just sat there. It's like, wait a second. <laughs> Why am I in church right Why now? Have I paid £85 to go to a church service? <laughs> I've been had. It was, I literally got there. So I was at church service and went, I'm going to go find something else to do. But yeah. the church was full. Yeah. Like, it was a full service. It was so fun. It was people like when they were just saying, amen, yep, preach. Oh. I love it because, like, I mean, the rule with laugh is if you're at a meeting and you don't want to be there, then just fucking leave. So how many people just... Oh, <laughs> like, it was, it was like 30 people just happily sitting through a church sermon. Oh, my God. Um, and then, okay, the Father Valentine is busy. Yeah. I wish he wasn't because otherwise this wouldn't have happened. This... Was a shit show. Ooh, ominous. So we real I realised we have four skulls and we don't know the sin of one of the skulls. Yeah. And we're like, maybe we would do a seance on this it sounds so stupid. If we do a seance on the skull, we'll find out whose skull it is and we'll maybe we'll try and get the names of the other demons that we don't know the names of at this point. This was the seance I led, I believe. <sighs> it was. And so we're going toe-to-toe with a demon in its own realm, practically. We've, 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 we've seanced with skulls before. We've done it. We've spoken to demons before. Yeah. I, I, I just love my opening. Uh, demons, angels, powers beyond anyone who's listening, come to our aid and answer our questions. Save us from the devil besieging our town. If it wasn't obvious, by the way, if you remember we did a seance already and we said, what's your name? And they said, which one, which one, which one, which one? We were talking to all of the demons. Uh... And now we have one of them with Saul. And obviously Johnny's there whispering. Putting brimstone on all our shoulders every now and again. It really ups the pressure when you've got a monk whispering in your ear. Have you used any of your get-off-me-guards at this point? One thing, an event I forgot to say, I was getting really pissed at someone because they killed someone. They'd killed someone who was possessed. And I was like, why did you do that? Yeah, that was we unnecessary, mate. Someone's <laughs> called Brimstone on my shoulder and said, you're very angry. So I start screaming at this guy. I go to pull my gun out at one point. And the sergeant's like, Father, I wouldn't do that if I were you. And we got really tense. I kind of wish I'd punched it now. We got really <laughs> up and tense. So I used to get off my card for that. Yeah. You'd used a bunch. I'd used two at the point. Yeah, for you had more, you? Oh, yeah, have... definitely. Uh, oh, Quick shout out for the man with the devotion to eat the jam and beans. Oh, yeah, I had to devote, yeah. Sorry, someone ate jam and beans. So, the, you know, the shop was selling pork and beans. And yeah. He opened a tin of green beans and a, part, a jar of jam was oh, spooning jam into his mouth and shoveling and green beans into his mouth. Why is green beans and jam worse? He played really well. I possessed yeah. him and they just came up, what's going on? He's like, you've been eating green beans. He's like, I fucking hate green beans. <laughs> yeah, the jam was not the problem. It was really well I done. I think that you, someone, uh, exercised the taffy man as well at one point and he'd been yeah. stealing from the whole town getting yeah. money from behind the bar he just went and chucked that on the floor seeing people's reactions to being uh, 
exercise yeah. was fantastic. Oh, people acted really well. Um, like I said, there's one of my listeners who did really good job being exercised. I suppose it's quite stuff. a small event, so you've got to be quite committed to the role yeah, play. 100%. Everyone's role play at this event was on fire. Everyone did such a phenomenal job. I don't know if it's the limited number of ILARP play, uh, players brings yeah. in the creme de la creme, but everyone did a fantastic job. Okay. So we do the seance. Obvious. We do the seance. I had so much fun leading the seance. I was going for it, like, trying to beseech any power that would come down. Yeah, but who fucking came, Tom? The sirens of the lust. The demons of lust. And we were like, what are your siblings' names? And like, why would we tell you that? We love our brothers and sisters. And you were like, but don't you want to climb the ladder? Don't you want to climb? It's like, no, we love them. Yeah, I went with the theory. Uh, theory. Demons fight each other. Demons want to one-up each other. So when they it's said a- we all love each other, it's like, shit. Oh. And they were like... Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. They were like... You've got something of ours. We know where you are now. We know where it is. We are coming. They're both giving me really creepy looks. Oh, like... You all have blue stone goggles. And we just went, fuck. Shit. The sirens are coming. Shit, shit, shit. The fucking sirens are coming. And the last thing you heard as the seance ended was like a song trailing off. Rose, 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 rose. Well, I never see these words. I said, right, okay, let's bring them somewhere. We know where they're going to be. I don't know the tactics of this. If you could guide them, we should push them in so we can get them in one place. And we're going to get three. We had three preachers, because we knew there was three of them, right? And we knew we had three preachers, right? Who who knew, we knew all of their names. We're like, right, if we can separate them into one place, right? Lure them there. Um, then we could do and then also someone hid the skull somewhere in the town because we didn't think they'd know the exact location of the skull <sighs> we were wrong but anyway we're like right we'll separate the main demons from they'll probably bring a litany of like friends so we need to separate the, the sirens from everyone else uh, with a plan they were going to try and herd them somewhere we were all getting ready getting prepped we were pouring wax in we each other's had, ears we all had candle wax poured into our ears and it was so much fun pouring wax into each other's ears and then realising shit we haven't divulged the plan to the people who poured the wax into the ears with yeah. it was a lot of fun stupid role play <laughs> no, I was so people let you pour wax into their ears without play. any explanation no, no, no oh, even uh, characters no, we, said, we said the sirens coming you won't be able to oh, it was yeah, yeah I think I did it to Hennessy Jones which also made me laugh because he was like just put a bit, what, bit, bit of a chest as well okay. which made me giggle <laughs> oh god so we're all sitting around and then this one person doesn't have their, has to have their ears blocked and they go they're coming and they run through town and I felt like I'd been looking away for five seconds and I looked around there must have been 30 people in town Crow. and this song was playing throughout the town and it was beautiful and alluring and I had my ears blocked so I, I, my character couldn't hear it I could hear it the fucking chills as these demons dressed all in white with candles in their hands singing wow. as they come through the town looking at us like beckoning us towards them um, people were falling asleep in a lullaby as they came through. Those of us that had wax in their ears, um, there was, they were coming up to us to hug us. I tried to barrel out of the church and one of them grabs me. As I'm getting out, get off me, I shout, because I need to get to the fucking demons. And I see them and they're heading towards, towards where the golden skull is hidden. Because I forgot to mention, I had a bodyguard, right? He was really good, he was sticking to me all week, it was fantastic, we had a really good relationship. And he was meant to be guarding me. And he lost me. 
because they were going towards where the skull was and he tried to stop them. He was pushing. Literally, he was at the blacksmith pushing away this horde of demons. I think he said there was like seven people yep. hugging him at one point. And he was like screaming, trying to get people off him. And they're all going towards him. And I'm trying to get to him. Um, I barrel through and then they just, I can't get to the ones in white. Me and Ollie are isolated and they come towards us and the one grabs me. Get off me! We run around the back of the tavern, burst through the other side of the tavern. They're all going towards the blacksmith around my friend. We pull out our books and we start naming all three of them. We start doing the possession. And then they just like, from with their backs the turned exorcism. to us. Sorry? The exorcism. Yeah. They yeah. all have their backs turned to us and we start exercising. They turn around, smiling. And they start God. walking towards us. There are six demons, not three. And we're like, shit. <laughs> so they all start coming towards us. And we start screaming this seance, not seance, exorcism. There's three of us lined up as they're just singing the whole time. Not a look of panic, of fear, of worry. Just singing and smiling and alluring us like inches away from us. This is the most scared I have been as they're coming towards us. Um, and eventually we finish it off and they put the candles out and collapse to the ground. And I've had different levels of fear. Yeah. I've had yeah. my character scared. I'm a bit panicked. And then the visceral fear of, holy shit, there's so many of them. And then it ends. It finishes. Father Valentine, furious, starts getting annoyed at me. I start screaming at him, being like, you weren't here. We had to make a plan. We didn't expect it. It's not our fault. And But we're like, we've dealt with them. Lust is dealt with. We're fine. We're sorted. I just love whilst you're doing all that, I'm just hunkered down in the church with my pistols over the altar looking at the door. It's like, <laughs> top hat poking up like the coward I am. Like, and eventually you start coming to the church where I start shooting them. I'm like, bang, bang. I did nothing. And start running through the back oh, door into the night. It's so fucking... And we have this massive... There's a moment of calm afterwards. And I'm like, right, I used a couple of get-off-me tokens. I think I've got three left. I go behind one of the little buildings because all people say, I pull out my get off me tokens, rip one, rip two. <gasps> I thought you had four. Add three. Oh no. So I open my little white slip. Oh And no. now at this point, right, I have garnered a lot. I feel of respect, trust. A lot. People know who I am, people are trusting me, people will do whatever I ask. You and Father Valentine, I would feel, were leading the plot. I've got a, I've got my bodyguard who really trusts me, be really nice. Um, I don't know if I can say their character name, so I won't. But they were kind of being really like, we had a really good game us two all weekend. Um, and I read it, and it said, "You are now possessed by greed." No, yes, greed. Yeah. You start hoarding resources. You start hoarding people. Now I wish I could have role played people a bit more if I'd had more time, but oh, your soul, so good. your soul is damned if you are exercised. And they name your sin. You the effects are dulled for one hour, but it comes back after an hour. You can only be exercised once. And it said that. In fact, sorry. So is that then true for everyone you've exercised? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. So now I'm like, I literally read this, and I'm like, like a little tear. I'm like, oh, no. You really that's wanted that. You wouldn't know in character. So even if you got exercised, you couldn't tell anyone. You really wanted the father to make it through off, go in a showdown of fire and brimstone but at the end. Father McPherson was done. Right, I think that's a good place to leave it for this week. Uh, we'll see you next week for the rest of Flying Lead Nightmare. Bye, friends. See you later.